To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I know you want the recipe. I'll give you the recipe in a minute. It's 20 away from five. Dan Mitchinson, US correspondence with us. Hey, Dan. You'll never get it. I worked at KFC in high school. You'll never get it. You, okay, are you telling me this because because you 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 what? Because it was a secret even from you guys. Yeah, yeah, no, no. What, when I first started there, I thought, oh great, I'm finally going to learn how to make this stuff up. And what they yeah. do is they have packages that come into the restaurant that say, uh, what is it, eleven secret herbs and spices, or however many it is, right there. You just open the packet, you put it in the flour, and that's it. Nobody knows what it is. I think they have one one hard copy or maybe two locked in a safe at corporate headquarters, but that's it. They don't tell anybody, not even the man. I reckon it's just lots of salt. What do you think? Generally Probably, is the but thing. it's good, whatever it is. Mm. Generally, you just save everything with a lot of salt. Anyway, um, w- <laughs> the Democrats are calling for new blood in the party. What, have they realised that, that Joe Biden's not the answer? Well, I think so, although i got to tell you, there's a lot of people that are starting to come around uh, to think, well, maybe he's going to be the person we're going to need in, in 2024, even though his approval rating is something like 39% right now. And I think CNN, when they did their last poll, uh, 52% of people are disapproving him. But they're hoping that he's going to make an announcement sometime early in January. Uh, but, uh, you know, as as they're heading into the, the midterms here in November and as we're looking ahead to 2024, you look at what they have on the bench and you realize the president, the speaker of the House and the senior members of Congress are up there in years. And it's sort of been a taboo subject to bring up their age. And it's it's always been referred to as experience. But now I think there are some who are coming out, like Representative uh, Elisa Slotkin from Michigan, who is saying that, you know, we need a new generation. She's 46 and she says the party needs new blood across. But the, the party has got new blood. It's got AOC. Wait, you know what? She's not ready to run. She is not ready oh, to run. Oh, are we talking I, about for presidential level? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she is so far to the left right now. Then you've got Bernie Sanders, who's even far more yeah. to the left. And then you had Mayor Pete Buttigieg, who, you know, gave it a good shot last time, but just wasn't quite there. And maybe in four more years he might be. But the problem is they just don't have a deep bench at this point that is that's well known within the party. So you keep going back to the tried and true. Okay, so they're talking about specifically young blood to run for president. What is the problem? Why are why are the young people who are going to be successful at this thing and are going to be good for the country? Why are they not running? Do you think, Dan? I think a lot of them have been kept down, quite uh, quite frankly, by the older people in the Democratic Party. And I think we're seeing the same thing with Republicans right now. Mm. You know, you're hard pressed to find maybe more than half a dozen that might be considering running uh, because Trump is still, you know, the godfather of the party and he still hasn't made up his mind. So I think people are a little bit leery about throwing into their hats. And I, I think we've seen a big change in the Democratic Party with that splitting in. You, you have the, the liberals, but then you have the extreme left and the same with the Republicans. You don't really have a lot of moderates now. They're extreme to the right. So you're you're sort of building from the ground up in that sense. Do you think, Dan, now that now that NASA's managed to be successful knocking this asteroid off course, that, that the movies about asteroids killing us all will end? No, no, I hope not, uh, because most of them are great movies, um, with the exception of maybe... But the fear is gone now, isn't it? Well, it is and it isn't. I mean, no asteroids right now are currently on a, uh, on a direct impact with Earth, but NASA is saying there's something like 27 or 28,000 um, near-Earth asteroids that exist in all shapes and sizes. So what they're looking at right now, you know, and, and again, we talked about this, I think, a few weeks ago, where they said they didn't want to break this giant asteroid up because that's just going to send more asteroids out there. But they wanted to sort of push it off course, and it worked. So they're looking at the data this week, and, you know, it's been called successful. 
And it's the first time, I mean, think about it. It's the first time that any man-made object has intentionally changed the direction of an object in space now. Very so, cool, isn't it? It is. It's, you know, it's, it's part of our, def- it's our future defense system, really, is what it is from anything that's out there. Dan, you've got a dog. Would you take your dog to a San Francisco restaurant offering a three-course meal for $75 for a dog? Only if the dog was paying. Um, yeah, too right. And- And, you know, there's a saying, Heather, in San Francisco that there's more dogs than children, and it's probably true there. I mean, uh, there are dogs everywhere, especially those uh, little annoying yappy kinds. But they've got the first in the country fine dining restaurant for these dogs. They've got a classically trained French chef there. The place is called Dog. They don't spell it D-O-G. They spell it D-O-G-U-E. And the goal is to change the lives as many dogs as they can. And they bring in this high-quality beef and chicken and healthy soups. And as you mentioned, they've got a $75 or $80 tasting menu that they offer once or twice a week. Dogs come up to the table, no human food on the menu. And this is such a San Francisco thing that I don't know why I didn't believe it when I first heard about it. Dan, thank you. I appreciate it. Dan Mitchinson, U.S. correspondent. It's absolutely mental that people would do this with their money. I mean, that is that is literally you've got more money than you know what to do. You're looking for things to spend your money on to, to take up a hobby. If you're thinking about taking a dog to a restaurant to make them eat like a human being and you're just going to sit there and watch it, you need a hobby. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.